The primary purpose of the matter over mind experience is to educate. It doesn't constitute advice or services. Before making any changes, please consult a medical or dietary professional. Nutrition, gut health, mental health, hormones, and so much more. These all play roles in sustainable weight management. So, I scour the globe for top experts in fitness, health, and weight loss to bring to you this podcast. So, take a seat and enjoy the ride. Welcome to another episode of the Math Overmind Experience. I'm your host, master trainer, and weight management expert, Narado Zico Powell. And today, I have men's expert and intimacy expert, Dr. Corey on the show today. So I just gave it away. What are we going to talk about, right? So get ready for this episode. We got some fantastic topics that you definitely want to stick around for. And with that being said, Dr. Corey, welcome to the show. How you doing, Zico? Nice to be here. I'm excellent. Excellent. Thank you for being here, man. I can't wait for this episode. We have some fantastic stuff. I mean, I'm crazy. So I talk about a lot of crazy things. So we might even get into knocking boots and all kinds of stuff up in this place. So <laughs> let's get this puppy started. First, uh, let's talk about men's health, right? So the landscape of men's health has essentially changed over the last like 40 years or so. So let's start with that. Why do you think that is? You know, Zico, I actually think it's for a whole bunch of different reasons. I think probably one of the most important reasons is that men are talking. Men are talking way more than they've ever done before. I mean, our our dads and our grandpas, they didn't talk about, you know, their junk. They didn't talk about, you know, erectile dysfunction and, and sex. It was very, very private. And certainly we didn't talk about it in public. It was a very hush-hush. But today... You know, men are talking about it a lot more. We identify a lot of the, the the problems that happen with age or with certain health disorders. And talking about it is probably one of the most important things we can do to move forward and address some of those issues. Ah, so you say we're talking about it more or we're not talking about it more? We are talking about it more. We're talking about it on platforms like yours. We're talking about it on YouTube. We're talking about it on, on, on social media. We're talking about it in the media. Men are talking about sexual intimacy and, and men's health in general. So the mess is, what do you find to be some of the reasons why men are having like erectile dysfunction issues, right? You know, I think they actually always had them, but because we're talking about it more, it seems like they're more prevalent. You know, certainly, um, you know, men go through the same kinds of um, hormonal changes that women do as women get older. You know, in their 30s and 40s, women typically don't produce as much estrogen from their ovaries and they go through menopause. And um, and what do we do to treat menopause? Well, there's lots of different treatments through menopause. Ultimately, if they're bad symptoms, we treat them with hormones. And, you know, men go through the same kinds of uh, changes in our bodies as we get into our mid-30s and, and upwards, and we call it andropause. And andropause means that our, our, our balls don't make as much testosterone. 
and we get symptoms. And a lot of those symptoms have to do with our sex drive, erectile dysfunction, but also just about being tired and not recovering very fast, having low mood, low energy, not sleeping well, uh, even, even um, you know, not being able to produce as well in the gym, making muscle, losing fat, things like that. So these things are happening. We're just being able to talk about it and identify it more. And um, and we have great solutions to be able to treat it now. So when you say great solutions to treat it, can you give us an idea of what you mean? Well, you know, in terms of low testosterone, there's a range of testosterone. You know, total testosterone goes in general from some like 10 uh, nanomoles to 30. And that's a range. You know, when you're young, you're like at 30, okay? You've, you've, you've got the highest... Uh, amount of testosterone on board and then it goes down and there are symptoms that you know our dads and our grandpas got because they're old and their testicles aren't producing enough and we know that um, when we're able to optimize that testosterone up to the high end of the normal range with testosterone replacement therapy for example the studies show and there are many over the last 10-15 years that if you can optimize that testosterone with supplementation there are significant increases in your mood, in your uh, energy, in your sex drive, in your erection strength, in there's longevity studies and your ability to make muscles and keep muscles in the gym and be able to, you know, sustainably lose fat. So being able to get in that little pocket has a lot of win, 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 win benefits. And who wouldn't want to live in those benefits if you were, you know, experiencing that? So then do you think, when do you think uh, like a male, for example, should think about getting their testosterone levels checked? Should it be a constantly like when you go to your primary care, you might maybe once a year or what's, what are your thoughts around that? That's a good question. And, and, and I think there's two issues around there. I think yes, when you feel symptomatic, because it's never about a number. It's always about how do you feel? I mean, in that range between 10 to 30, if you started off, not everyone has super high testosterone is at 30. If you started off 18 or 20 and you are at 15 and you go down, you're going to feel a change. So when you feel a change is a good push, being aware of the symptoms are the, probably the most important thing. So feeling a change most often happens, we see sort of in the, the end of the 30s, beginning of the 40s is when men sort of feel, I feel different than I used to when I was 18, 20. The second thing, and probably the more important thing, is that most family doctors and even endocrinologists are not queued up or aligned to know the latest research and data with regards to men's health. And oftentimes, it will feel like going to your primary caregiver, your family doctor, you know, if you ask them to uh, test your testosterone, they're going to be like, oh, you're a drug seeker. You're a bodybuilder wannabe. You just want to get a prescription, you know, as opposed to getting it online. And there's this pushback so much from primary caregivers, not that they're uncaring, but they just don't understand because it really hasn't been in their training. Doctors, I mean, I'm a plastic surgeon, I'm a facial plastic surgeon, and I have a big men's health clinic, so I have a special interest. And it's really like that in medicine. There's so many, you know, areas of medicine that doctors really have to have a special interest in to become experts in, and then they do the research, and then they get sort of to be to be the leads in that in the industry. But family care physicians, in general, do not know about this. 
And so you kind of have to be your own advocate. You know, you have to go and you got to find clinics that specialize in this. This is the landscape at the moment. It's interesting you say that because that exact thing happened to me. It was about uh, four or five years ago. Now, I didn't feel symptomatic, but I was just curious, you know, and yeah. I, so I went on my annual checkup. I asked my uh, PCP, I said, hey, can I get my testosterone checked? And she and she was kind of joking around. She's like, well, if you know, if you're if you're doing well in bed, then, you know, you're fine. You know, and I was like, OK, we laughed it off and I kind of went about my business. But I, it seems more similar to what you're saying is that they're not familiar with the recent research around it. Now, what you saying symptomatic, right, because someone may be thinking, well, wh- how do I even know what the symptoms are? I mean, my guess is until if I'm wrong or if your energy level is low, if you have erectile dysfunction, that's something to think about. But what are some of other symptoms we can think of when it comes to, you know, low testosterone? Well, you know, a lot of them are crossover. You know, you can have low thyroid <laughs> and have low energy and be gaining weight. And, you know, you could have low testosterone and have low energy and gaining weight. The sex, the sex drive kind of thing is, is, is a good clue if you're having ED or low libido and low mood. And it's kind of a collection of all those things. You know, if I had somebody come and say, Hey, I have these symptoms. It absolutely could be low testosterone and I'm going to check them, but I'm also going to check their iron levels and their blood work and their thyroid levels and, and, and do a huge uh, array and panel of blood work to make sure that we're not missing anything. And certainly it's in the differential diagnosis, but um, usually when I see patients, they've already had their blood work done and in their general, um, you know, levels for everything done um, by their family doctors. And they're just frustrated because, you know, the family doctors dismiss them and say, there's nothing wrong with you. Maybe you need an antidepressant. Ah, I see. That's an interesting connection that I never actually made as well. And you think, and I think you're so right, even with like with nutrition and a lot of the things that, that we're talking about more now, a lot of primary care doctors or general practitioners are not familiar with these things. So you have to go to someone like a nutritionist or a dietitian that's prepared to handle it, or in your case, would be a men's health expert who is willing to handle it or is knowledgeable to handle it. Which leads me to my next thought, because someone might be hearing, okay, hormones, 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 you know, this could be dangerous. I can, I could take hormones and, you know, possibly even die. Right. So what would you say to someone to kind of put them at ease with that? Well, everything we want to do, Zico, is in the land of safe and natural. And so in terms of testosterone, again, we know that we have a range And we have testosterone that doesn't come from the guy at the gym, you know, uh, who knows where it's being made and what quality levels it's being made. This is a prescription that you're going to get from your doctor that leads you to a pharmacy that has pharmaceutical grade safe um, testosterone. And then we will dose it to a safe level. Now, there's a range of testosterone and I want you to get up to that high level. All right. And I and I am a pretty good, you know, guesser as to wherever you are, how much it's going to take to get you there. And then we're going to coach you through how to do that injection twice a week. And then we're going to follow up in three months and redo the blood work and see where that is. All right. And so being in the normal range is normal. Right. 
And so, you you know, being worried, well, what am I putting into my body and all of this? We're just supplementing your levels with a little bit more because you're not making as much as you should. All right. Women take estrogen creams or 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 tablets um, and they're not worried about that. Uh, and it's the same way. It's just that the oral stuff doesn't tend to absorb as well with testosterone. So an injection is much, much safer. And then we get to measure where that brings it. So this all needs to be done. That's, you know, medically supervised in the right, uh, getting your, your product from the right place at the, the pharmacy and uh, making sure that you have repeat blood work. Um, what are the risks of taking too high doses of testosterone? Um, and so we just look at some of those big bodybuilders. They're taking 10 to even 100 times the dose of, of testosterone, for example, that and other stuff that I would prescribe. And when they do it for long, long periods of time, um, it increases their red blood cell count in their hemoglobin, and it makes their blood thicker or more coagulable or clotty. And obviously, the worst outcome of a clot would be like a heart attack or a stroke. In addition to that, testosterone speeds up um, the progression of prostate cancer. It doesn't cause prostate cancer. Otherwise, 50% of the population would have prostate cancer, okay? Mm -hmm. Even women make testosterone. So, But what it does is if you have test, uh, prostate cancer, it can make it uh, go a little bit faster. So we always have to test for, you know, do, doing a, you know, a, a history for, for prostate issues and even testing the blood test called a prostate-specific antigen or PSA, which gives a marker of your prostate activity and your prostate health. So then... Because what I'm hearing is that we have safe levels, like you've said that a few times already. And that's why, like, I shouldn't just go to the gym and, you know, find a buddy, be like, hey, man, let me just shoot up no. some testosterone. But, you know, I need I need to work with a medical professional so I can be, be within those safe ranges, right? Now, when we're talking about, like, prostate cancer, heart attack, the things that, pe like you, you mentioned or people hear about, because I've talked to people at the gym about different things like this, just general conversations, and they will say, yeah, you hear about such and such dying from what they do and stuff like that. My guess is that they're more likely in the unsafe levels, like a lot of the bodybuilders and stuff may do, right? Um, and that's For what you sure. find. Now, I guess the one thing on prostate cancer that I want you to kind of put people's minds at ease with is, do you find that more when people are getting into the unsafe levels or it's going to be just by raising your testosterone level, it can increase your risk of prostate cancer? No, raising your testosterone level doesn't increase the risk of getting prostate cancer at all. The point was, if you had it, testosterone can feed it and make it go faster. Okay. Ah, gotcha. Like cancer is sensitive to testosterone. Testosterone doesn't cause it, but cancer, if you have it, is sensitive to it. Ah, thank you very much. And I'm glad you clarified that because I want to make sure I put everyone's minds at ease at that. Yeah. Now, now, I want to talk a little bit more about lifestyle again, because that which is a big part of, of this show is talking about things that we can do in our lives to help us. So what are some of the lifestyle changes that you see men or choices that men are making now that may be causing low testosterone? Again, a good question. So I think, I think, um, you know, there's lots of conjecture <laughs> about why your testosterone levels low. Some people think it's our, you know, it's in the water. You know, some people think maybe it's our diet and, and there's too many chemicals in our foods and pesticides, or maybe it's increased radiation. I think, you know, those, these are all ideas that, um, will be very, very hard to prove with, with tests. 
but um but there you have it i think um there is definitely a shift in a correlation to our lifestyles compared to our dads and our grandfathers where you know in their jobs they were a lot more active um we often lead unless we are intentional about working out more sedentary lives comparatively we do know that we can increase our testosterone levels naturally by working out by doing you know resistance training by pumping weights absolutely and that can do it to some level that's for sure um we do also know that certain lifestyle habits like smoking and drinking and having you know high cholesterol um, can lead to increased levels of erectile dysfunction. We know that, in fact, you know, 95, 90, 95% of all erectile dysfunction, and there's lots of reasons to have ED, are vascular, right? And so if we are vasculopaths, if we have like, you know, high blood pressure, high cholesterol, you know, high levels of, of, um, that in our body than the uh, in diabetes the chances of us having a vascular issue with our penis um is way 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 higher in fact two to four times higher and here's a statistic we know that 50 percent of men over 40 have some level of erectile dysfunction so you know diet health goes along with testosterone levels but it also goes around with erectile dysfunction and so if we're not you know being you know intentional about working out and our diet and in our lifestyle um you know our our health span and with regards to our sexual health span is going to be crap now your boy lift weights six days a week so I'm oh, wow. ladies know out there that you know I won't have any ED problems so you know <laughs> your boy pumping iron your boy pumping iron you know what I mean but seriously no but seriously I want to talk about the cholesterol piece for a little bit because sure. when we talk about cholesterol are you specifically referring to LDL cholesterol high LDL levels well, I mean, there's total cholesterol and we have this ratio between HDL and LDL levels. And certainly we like the HDL um, uh, and, and LDL in a specific ratio. I would say that both of them probably are important to some uh, extent. And, um, you know, when we look in cholesterol, I'll tell you, the research has really, really changed <laughs> throughout the decades. What do we want? The good fat, the bad fat and all of that. But I think in general, you know, we're going to treat you medically if your, you know, ratios are out of whack and we're going to want to put that down because we know that when we do, you know, decrease your your cholesterol levels, total cholesterol levels with uh, a statin medication that um, there's increased benefits to your longevity. And so, you know, that that's probably really, really important. And the fact is, is that you can often honestly eat really, really well and, you know, eat no fat, none of the bad fats in your diet, and you can still have high cholesterol. So we know that, you know, the number one cause is probably genetic, probably, you know, familiar hyperlipidemia is, uh, is something that's hard to control. And, um, and 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 yet, you know, probably treating it with a drug might be the best way in the end. It's interesting you say that because I was born and raised in Jamaica. We don't traditionally I didn't grow up eating a lot of fats, but for a long time I had high cholesterol and a lot of people in my family. In fact, um cardiovascular disease is a lot 
I remember I mentioned that someone one day that cardiovascular disease is pretty large in Jamaica and mm-hmm. people are shocked because they're like, oh, the islands, they don't eat a lot of fat, fried and fast food. They, but there are a lot of things that contribute. There's a family factor. We have research now that says, you know, excess sugars can be connected to it as well. It's like so many things, you know, a sedentary lifestyle. You know, there's so many things to consider. Maybe not enough fiber could be a part of it. Like who really knows that could contribute to um high cholesterol especially when we're talking about the, um our ldl particles so um i think that's something to look into and i'm glad there are doctors like yourself who like look at the whole picture and don't just say hey you know what you don't have an injury let me shoot you up a little bit here like that's not what you do so thank you so much for that and with that yeah. being said oh go ahead you have something to say no that's awesome awesome i, I mean it, it all it, it's also relative too, you know, because we go through seasons where, you know, this is good and this is bad and then this is bad and then this is good and then it switches all around and, and, and these studies and we want to be ruled by good evidence. But, you know, sometimes you just got to shake your head and you say, okay, everything in balance, everything in balance. I've been doing this for so long, Dr. Corey, and I've had these same conversations with people, people have, who, who talk about nutrition and lifestyle stuff like good or bad never know what they're talking about. And I, 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 I would die on that hill. They never know what they're talking about because this is how I look at anything that I, with, with, uh, with our lifestyles or with our epigenetics into, you know, altogether. I look at three things. I look at um, ancestral living. I look at um, scientific studies and I look at anecdotal evidence because you can find science that says honey nut Cheerios is good for you. Right. So you can find science to back up almost anything that you believe. So you have to look at all three. And now we're coming back to the we're realizing now where, oh, you know, our parents, our grandparents, you do this. And it's actually good for us because there are things our ancestors figured out that we didn't know. I just came back from Jamaica and I was talking to people who have no degree who were schooling me on health and nutrition. And these are like fishermen and farmers, the people who live off the land because they do, they do things instinctly versus we just sit here and try to say, oh, what do the studies say? The studies is a piece of it, but you have to know to put it all together. That's why, everybody, you got to watch the math over mind experience, it's, right? It's a, it's a good point, Tico. Absolutely. It's a good point. Thank you so much. Now. We're at one of my favorite parts of the episode, right? Because I get to talk about one of my favorite companies, the Amino Co. See, their products is 100% science-backed, built on amino acid technology, first funded by NASA, and then further refined through rigorous research and independent clinical trials. So you know what I'm going to talk about? I'm going to talk about Perform, an essential amino acid-based formulation designed to improve muscle performance during exercise. Enhance mental clarity. Anything your boy needs, I need a little bit more mental clarity, right? Of course, concentration. Reduce fatigue and dehydration and minimize recovery times. Now, the doc and I were just talking about with strength training, right? So perform help you to boost the way you train, to perform better in your exercise. It can help you to become stronger and work better. And also with the recovery piece, I mean, it is amazing. And let me tell you how they do this. See, they have a particular blend of essential amino acids. Then there's creatine. And because it has that, they only use about 60 milligrams of caffeine per serving versus most. I use it more for pre-workout. You don't necessarily have to do it, but the first 30 minutes of my workout or like an intro workout sometimes. 
And most of these, like you say, pre-workouts have about 200 and 300 milligrams of caffeine and a whole bunch of sugar. But we know the benefits of essential amino acids for us physically and mentally. We know the benefits of creatine. Creatine has been around before Arnold days. In fact, if there is one supplement that I would say I could not get rid of is creatine, right? And it's been studied, it's proven, it's been around. I don't find anybody who has a problem with creatine, right? And so with, with, with that particular blend, and along with the caffeine, I'm not going to lie, I do double up and go to 120 milligrams of caffeine. But again, it's nothing compared to most of these high sugary pre-workouts, right? And then one of my favorite things about the Amino Co is that they have all natural flavors, which are my favorite, right? So when you go on the website, you'll be able to, you'll see where it says all natural and you can choose those flavors, which are the ones that I prefer and recommend the best, right? But before I even go any further, let me tell you about these fantastic clinical trials. 20% increase in exercise completed, 22% increase in endurance, 11% increase in peak performance doing exercise, and 10% improvement in cognitive function doing exercise. Don't that just feel amazing? Think about those benefits. I mean, 20% increase in exercise completed, right? And then 22% increase in endurance. I mean, those are large. Even if you're getting 10 or 15%, that's huge in your performance, it can make a huge difference for you. A lot of this stuff, we talk about testosterone, we talk about even steroids and stuff. A big part of it that makes people um, get their results is the performance piece of it. They can lift more and live for longer. So check out Perform. Anyway, the website is aminoco.com, Sazico Health. You click on it, you see this handsome face just smiling at you, and you get 30% off. 30% off. They're fantastic products. Perform that I love to use and heal that I also use sometimes as a post-workout. The, 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 the website, I apologize. I lost my thought there. The website is going to be in the description of the episode. So you can click on it and get your 30% discount. And with that being said, I'm going to roll this back to the expert, right? Because we got a couple more things I really want to talk about. So you have a program. It's called The Big Shot. And it differs from most ED treatments, right? So tell us, tell us about that. So the big shot's actually not for ED, but I'm going to tell you about it anyway. <laughs> so men generally in our in our clinic, we really want to you know address three of the things that men really care about the most. A, they care about having a sex drive, and if you have low testosterone, you got a low sex drive. They care about their erections. And certainly, we, as we were talking about, erectile dysfunction is increasingly prevalent as you get older. Why? Well, because the blood vessels in our penis retract and plug up. They do it peripherally. And the smooth muscle also retracts and it doesn't uh, constrict to allow the blood to stay in the penis. So you get a softer penis and a shorter erection. The third thing that dudes care about is what our penis actually looks like, okay? And we know as also we get older, as that blood is going back, our penises get smaller. They get smaller as we get older. And so that's really what the big shot is. The big shot is male enhancement. It makes bigger, longer, thicker penises when you're soft and when you're hard. And we do it with something called platelet-rich gel matrix. Uh, This is a combination of hyaluronic acid, which is natural sugar, 
with platelet-rich plasma, which is growth factors from your blood. And when you mix them together, you get the magic. You get really a very natural gel that goes underneath the skin and on top of the erectile tissue. And so that means it doesn't change the sensitivity of the penis or the erection ability. And you get a longer, thicker penis when you're soft and a bigger, bigger penis when you're hard. Now, that's a selling point even for me because I'm saying, I mean, I, who doesn't I'm want a bigger, me. longer? Who? Right. You who? know, who? I got no problems in that area, ladies. I should let you know your boy packing. But, you know, hey, if you can make it bigger, why not? So, <laughs> yeah. A male enhancement is really the same thing as a breast implant for a dude. You know, when we think about females, I mean, lots of women, when they get a breast implant, they feel more confident. They feel um, more legitimate, whether they have their clothes on or off. And it's really the same as men. And a lot of people think that male enhancement is about sex. It it really actually isn't. It, it is a little bit, but it's mostly about how you feel about yourself. And the gift is legitimacy. It's confidence saying, hey, you know, you could be naked and feel completely good whether you buy yourself with, you know, in the gym, in the showers or or with a partner. And that's a very, very big, important piece about our lives and how we think about ourselves, because sex, for the most part, starts here. I work out in tight. So you're about to make my sex life is just about to go through the roof. And thank you so much for that, dear Dr. Corey. <laughs> but, but seriously, though, um, so what about safety? Like, are there any concerns about any safety issues? Well, I mean, again, my motto is if it can be done safe and natural, safe and natural, those are the two things. And so, you know, male enhancement's not new. It, it really, really isn't. Dudes have been trying to use pumps and put, you know, fat on the penis, or they'll even go down to, you know, South America and they'll get like weird stuff like liquid silicone or, uh, or implants. Um, and so, you know, uh, it, they all are wrought with their problems. Um, and that's why we, we've trademarked Big Shot because it's the best of everything. It's all natural. That's good. Okay. It's instant. That's good. It's reversible. We can actually inject an enzyme into the product and it will go away within a couple hours. It'll be gone. And the best part about it is that it's long lasting. It lasts a good three to four years before you know, it, it's, 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 you're going to want to really, really touch it up. It goes down about 10% per year. So that's why it's the best of everything. It's not something that lasts only three months or six months. It lasts a good three to four years. And if you do small little touch-ups at the year mark, it's basically it's permanent. I like you. I don't know if you realize that, but when you were talking, you stressed the word long. And I thought that's an interesting, but um <laughs> i like that i like that there you go yeah man so but and and that's something to really think about that's something i'm not familiar with and i'm sure a lot of I'm a, lot, a lot of guys would and maybe even some women out there might look into it and be hey this is your valentine's present yeah. um or maybe be her valentine's present who knows but <laughs> a gift that keeps on giving there you um, go <laughs> but with that being said, I pretty much asked everything I was thinking about asking. So I'm gonna really gonna leave, kind of put it on you now to say, is there anything regarding like men's health that I haven't touched on that you may yeah. have that you want to share? Yeah. Well, you, I mean, you had asked about um, um, you had asked about ED treatments, and so you know, ED is is as I said, is a really really important um, progressively increasing. <laughs> Uh, issue as you get older um, and and your erections aren't as hard and they don't last as long. 
there's been a huge drug um, push for like drugs like Cialis or Viagra as we get older because they vasodilate. They increase the size of the blood vessels. And of course, with that, you get more blood in the penis. The problem is you got to take it every time you want to have a sex encounter. And it's a Band-Aid. It actually doesn't fix anything. And so we know that it gets worse as you get older and um, and having Band-Aids is kind of ridiculous. So there's a big new push um, in a lot of really cool, safe, natural technology that works using acoustic shock waves. And so the new treatment is called Viasher. And um, this is available throughout the United States and Canada. And it uses this sound energy. Actually, it was originally developed to bust up kidney stones. And then they found that there's a lot of applications in orthopedics and cardiology and urology. They found that when you uh, apply the pulse of sound onto the penis, it actually stimulates new blood vessel growth and new smooth muscle growth. So you're getting both of those issues reversed. Well, that's a fix and it's natural. And so it takes six sessions to do a week apart. And, um, you know, it, it, it makes it so that many men often do not even want to have to use those drugs again. And to maintain that level, it's uh, three sessions once a year. So it's 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 really a, a cool treatment that's A, natural, B, safe, C, doesn't hurt, and D, you know, allows you to get off the drugs and increases the spontaneity of your relationships, which is pretty cool. So we do a lot of the shockwave visor therapy for ED, and that's really changed. That's something that's really, really changed where we're not just using medications anymore to be able to health with it, help with it. Like you say, it's a Band-Aid. It's, it's interesting because uh, I just came back from Jamaica. And as you can tell, um, you know, your boy's a little bit darker right now. Well, you might not be able to tell, but my viewers can definitely tell I'm darker. And uh, when I was there, I was talking to a lot of people. Who I said I would live off the land, farmers, fishermen, stuff like that. And they would tell me foods that they would eat that they knew would help them to get an erection. Like, they, like seriously, they would say to me, oh, you drink this, you're going to be going all night. Like, you know, like lifestyle stuff that we kind of kind of gotten away from, which lead me to my next question, though. Do you talk uh, along with your treatments? Do you talk to your patients about any lifestyle modifications? Well, yeah, for sure. Diet and exercise and all of that, because it affects the vascularity like we had talked about. But one of the things that we that we see is that ED is complete uh, is increasingly um, becoming more prevalent in a younger population. Okay, like guys in their 20s and even in their teens. Well, that's probably not related to vascularity, but what is it related to? Why are rates of ED um, increasing in the younger dudes? I mean, right? Good question. Is it the diet? Is it is it the water? Is it is it that kind of thing? And what's really, really come out is what's available on our smartphones, which is porn. And, you know, pornography, and this is what I do talk of, especially in my younger patients, pornography has a huge impact on males' ability to get hard. It's almost like instant crack cocaine that men get addicted to very young, very young, because it's never been 
so widely available. And I see a lot of patients in my clinic who say, well, I've got ED. I use everything. I can't even get hard. I mean, I can, but then it's unpredictable and all of this. And one of my first questions in a younger patient is how much porn are you looking at? Well, I, 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 I do it every day. Okay. And can you, can you get hard if you're not using porn? Well, that's really hard for me. And that's really the crux of it. Really? So when they have natural intimate relationships with real people, that crack cocaine stimulation's not there anymore. And they have a hard time to get hard. And that's why it's about here. And so it's probably one of the most damaging things that we can do for our sexual health as men is get addicted to porn. It is no good for anybody. It is no good for the dude. And it is no good for the partner. That happened to me. That actually happened to me. When I was younger, I had a couple of cases. And I called my uncle because I was like, okay, I'm too young. I don't know what's happening, but I was addicted to porn. Like I really was addicted to porn. And it happened a couple times with, you know, the partner I was with, different partners. Um, and I, I, I didn't make that connection though. Cause I did realize that when I laid off porn for like a week, I would feel fine and I would, I wouldn't have any issues at all. But if I watch porn, let's say the day before or even two, sometimes two days before it and I tried with her, I, I wouldn't be able to get hard. And so I'm glad that doctors are talking about that now, because that's a huge lifestyle piece that we're, we're missing. And it's, like you said, it's so readily available now and everybody's pretty much selling their, selling their body for $20 or whatever it is. And I'm not knocking anybody. That's what you do. That's what you do. But I'm saying is that that's happened to me. And I'm glad that we're actually having that discussion. So thank you so much. Cause that's a huge lifestyle piece that we're missing. And yeah. with that being said, oh, with that being said, let my audience know, how can they learn about your clinic? How can they learn about your work, get in touch with you, so on and so forth? Yeah, so you can find me online. Um, you can find me at thebigshot.ca, thebigshot.ca. You can also find me on um, sovereignmail.com, sovereignmail.com. Or uh, you can find me on social media as Dr. Corey Torgerson, Instagram, Facebook, and uh, we also have Sovereign MD, Sovereign Skin. So this is a big, big umbrella. We got lots of things going on, Sovereign Surgery. Um, but those first three are the best. Perfect. I'll make sure that at least the big shot that CA, since you mentioned that first, I'll make sure I'll put that in the show notes. And of course, the show notes are going to be in the description of the podcast, right? So and then the show notes are going to be ZikaHealth.com slash the big shot. You know, that's how I was going with it. You know, that's how I was going with it. So Nice awesome. and easy, but again, you can click on it, get in touch, um, access his website, learn more about his work and get in touch with his doctor. And with that being said, Dr. Corey, this is a fantastic episode. I learned a whole lot of stuff. And, then, and whenever I sit back like that and just relax, that means I'm being schooled over here. So I just learned a lot of stuff. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thank you for listening. Awesome. Thank you for watching. Thank you. Out for the day, fam. Have a good one. Cheers. Thanks for joining the Matter Over Mind experience. If you got good content out of this or any of my shows, save, subscribe, and share it with anyone who needs this information. Remember, always take the scenic route and enjoy the ride.